Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 15, 2022. So I'm teaching a series on rest. Oh, well, no, I'm actually teaching a series on success. Today, my mind is on rest, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it. But I'm, I'm teaching a series on pursuing grace-based success. Now, we all want to be a success, right? You want to be successful. You want to be good at something. You probably want to be good at a few things, right? And you can when you're doing what God has called you to do, and you seek to do it by the grace of God. Now, what you don't want to do is pursue your own thing. What you don't want to do is pursue your own thing in your own strength, and then you don't want to take on the pressure to perform. You don't want to take on the pressure that comes with performance-based religion, and you don't want to have to live your life on your own terms, earning everything by the sweat of your brow. I don't know about you, but I don't earn everything I get. Just to be clear, I know that in the world, they say, well, you know, I remember when, when LeBron James went back to, uh, to Cleveland uh, before he won the title there, and he wrote, you know, this letter. He was like, I'm coming back in Cleveland where I'm from. Nobody gives you anything. You know, everything we get is what we earn. We work for what we get. You have to earn everything. And everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not how it is for the believer. Just so you know, you don't have to earn everything. You don't have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. There's some things that God already destined for you to have that you can have sweatless victory. Put in the chat, sweatless victory is okay with me. I, I'm not, I'm not going to fight against sweatless victory. There's some things that God has already set up for me to have that I didn't earn. I don't deserve. I didn't work for it, but I receive it. It's the favor of God. Say, say amen to that. Say the favor of God is okay with me. You got to be okay with experiencing God's best. You don't have to earn everything. You don't have to deserve everything. And you, you got to learn how to enter into God's rest. So the title of today's message, Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 39. Part 39, think about that. For eight weeks, we've been talking about this. I trust that you've been enjoying this series. Part 39, the title of today's message is Entering into God's Rest for Your Success. Put it in the chat, say it out loud. I enter into God's rest. Where my success is concerned, where my life is concerned, watch this, where my children are concerned, stop stressing. I'm talking to somebody. You need to stop stressing. Put those kids in God's hands. God's got you. God made plans for those kids. Enter into God's rest. Where your life is concerned, your family, your finances, your, your, your health, all of that, enter into God's rest. Let's talk about it. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I've been teaching on success. I hope that you've been enjoying this, this series and it's grace-based success. I mean, we're, we're, we're enjoying success God's way. We're doing it by his grace, in his name, for his glory. It's all about him. It's not about us. There's this super that's on our natural. We're not stressing over, over anything. We're entering into God's rest, knowing that we have the grace for it. We are empowered to do whatever God has called us to do for such a time as this. There's some things that God already stored up. And God does want us to be successful. God does, we should, if you're a born again believer, if you're a Christian, if you name the name of Jesus, you should be the best at what you do. You should be. Why? Because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. Excuse me. And when you, when you are the best at what you do and you're operating in your level of grace and favor and the power of God is on you to succeed, man, God gets the glory out of what you're doing. You deflect the glory when it's on you. You give God the glory in all things at all times. Say amen. 
to that. Let me just give you a quick testimony on this and then I'll get into the message. Um, so obviously, you know that I preach, right? And so God has called me to preach and, and, I, and God has called me to communicate his word in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. But in the technology world, God has graced me to do the same thing. I take, uh, uh, God just enables me and blesses me to simplify the complex. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, the, the theology today that I'm teaching theology, I can take theological concepts that, that, that are, that there are levels of understanding to some of these theological concepts and I can communicate them to you in a way that, that anybody can understand it. My cousin says I break it down Barney style, but I do the same thing with technology. So anyway, I was, I had to speak on a panel yesterday about, about cloud. And as I was going to the panel, I really, you know, I was like, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, I wasn't, I had not really given it much thought, but you know, just the same way with preaching. I was like, oh, I got it. I said, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And as I'm driving to DC, the Lord just gave me this download. And then I talked, it was almost like, like preaching, right? I, I talked about all this stuff. I get, I've been doing this for 32 years. I talked about the history of, of, of technology where we got, you know, I talked about transport, modernization, network modernization. I would talk about data, all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my point. My point is I'm taking on no pressure to perform. I know God has graced me for such a time as this. I'm prepared. I do know that prepared blessings come to prepare people when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm already prepared. My point is stop stressing. God's got you. You got it? Let's get into it. Foundational scriptures for today. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. This is what the Bible says. I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. You didn't do anything. All you did was believe. You didn't save yourself. It's a gift from God. You didn't earn the gift. All you did was receive the gift. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. In Christ Jesus, God has made us what we are so that we can spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, I have work to do. Put it in the chat. Say, I have, I have work to do because why? This is what God has called me to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself and God made us right. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God because of Jesus. I have access to wisdom because of Jesus. The text says I've been made pure, holy, and freed from sin. All of that because of Jesus. None of that because of me. I have nothing to boast about. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in Jesus. Second Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible said God saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. My life is all about him. My life is not about me. Say, my life is all about him. He gave me the grace. Uh, he gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So I've been teaching a lot about success. And there's a passage in Hebrews 4 that I love. And I've taught on this passage many times about entering into God's rest. So I was led to go to this passage this morning to talk about success, entering into God's rest where your success is concerned, right? So, so put this in the chat. I rest concerning my success. And when you, when you start resting, like you're running a business and you're like, oh God, I don't know. Like, you know, uh, uh, oh man, my pipeline for 2023 is not where I want it to be. Oh God, what about it? Stop, stop. If God told you to start the business, God's got you. Like you got to do your part, of course, but you got to stop stressing. You got to enter into God's rest. If you're like, oh God, what am I going to do it? Stop, just chill. Relax. God's say God's got me. You got it. All right, let's talk about it. Hebrews chapter four. Let me read this for you, verses one through eleven. The Bible says God's promise that we may enter His place of rest. That promise still stands. Now we are afraid that some of you think that you won't enter this place of rest. Now we heard the same. It's kind of like what happened with the with the Israelites when they were supposed to go into the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. It was the good news that was preached to your ancestors. 
the message was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it didn't profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So some people didn't believe what God said, so they didn't get what God said. Uh, oh, glory. Let me just say that. Some people didn't believe what God said, so they didn't get what God said. Think about that. Say, I believe it. Say, put, put in the chat, I believe what God said concerning me so I can get it. So then the writer of Hebrews says, now we who believe are entering into that place of rest. Those who heard the good news of the gospel in the past, they did not enter into the, the place of God's rest because they didn't obey God. What he's talking about is millions of people died in the wilderness because God said, hey, I'm giving you this land, and they didn't believe. They sent 12 spies in. 10 of the 12 spies put a no where God put a yes. Millions of people died because they didn't believe God. And so at the end of the day, if you, don't, if you put a no where God put a yes, you can die and miss out on what God was trying to give you. So he says, listen, they didn't enter into God's rest on that day, but God has given us another day. That day is called today. Say today. Joshua had given the people rest. Uh, God would, now, God, if God, if they had received the rest, God would not have spoken about another day, but he's given us another day. That day is today. Therefore, a time of rest and worship exists for God's people. Those who entered into this place of rest also have to rest from their own work, just like God rested from his. God rests from, from his own work. We got to rest from our own work. So we must make every effort. Another translation says, we must labor to enter into that place of rest. It's almost like we have to work on not working. We have to labor to not take on any stress. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. You have to work on not being stressed out. You have to work on not thinking about it too much. You have to work on not taking uh, the thought for tomorrow. You have to labor. You have to work on not working. Put it in the chat. Say, I work on not working. I'm working on entering into God's place of rest. Then no one will be lost by following that example. You have to enter into God's rest and you have to work on it. So what does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you in this morning. And so let me share these five things. I'm gonna try to share them real quick. But as I share these five, I believe that they're gonna be a blessing to you. I'm talking about the writer of Hebrews. I'm talking about the nation of Israel. I'm talking about you and I. You got it? Five things. Number one, here we go. Opening your heart to God's rest can significantly change the way you live. It can change I'm, I'm, It can change the way you live. This is the grace life. This is what I talk about all the time. They stop. Enter into God's rest. I live the grace life. I'm taking on no pressure to perform. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, I just read it to you. Um, think about that passage, and then you got to think about chapter 3. In chapter 3, the writer of Hebrews quoted the 95th Psalm. And he quoted the 95th Psalm talking about the Israelites and how many of them died in the wilderness. They died because of their unbelief. And then he juxtaposes that, these people dying in the wilderness, chapter three, with the rest that's available to us in chapter four. And that being the case, God is saying, listen, there's this place of rest that you can have, but you can't have it if you don't believe. The, the Israelites forfeited their blessing because they failed to believe God and they failed to enter into God's rest. And then the, the writer of Hebrews says, but the offer still stands. There's a place, there's rest available today. There's another day, that, that other day is called today. So that offer still stands. And so there's a place of rest for you and I. We have a rest that is available to us. Verse three says, we who have believed enter into that rest. Say this, say it out loud, put it in the chat. I enter into God's rest. I'm just gonna enter into God's rest. When we enter into God's rest, we get to experience this supernatural peace, and we get to then experience what God has called us to experience. We get to receive what God is destined for us to have, and that's the goal, right? You and I, we want to become the men, the women that God has called us to be. Number two, 
the grace of God empowers you to work. And at the same time, it enables you to rest. So this is kind of weird, right? So two aspects of God's grace in this case. I have the grace of God on my life. In one aspect, it empowers me to work. In the other aspect, it enables me to rest. And I'm working and resting. I'm working and resting. I'm resting and working at the same time. So I, I'm actually working, but I'm resting while I'm working. I'm taking on no pressure to perform. I'm not stressing. I've been teaching you that God has already, listen, say this, say it out loud or put it in the chat. God has already given me all things. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. God gives us all things richly to enjoy. In, in Ephesians 1 and 3, the Bible says God has already given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus towards us who believe it's already done. God has already given me, past tense, already done everything that he wanted me to have. And now it's just a matter of me receiving what's already been provided. So when you're living by faith, all I'm doing is living out what God has already destined for me to have. And I'm walking out the promises of God and become it becomes an outworking of the internal. God reveals it on the inside and I experience it on the outside because I walk and I live by faith. So when I'm living by faith, I have peace and I have power. I have supernatural peace. I have overwhelming power and it's all by the grace of God. So when you walk in the grace of God and live the grace life, you can be resting while you're working. You're working while you're resting. You acknowledge that you have work to do, but at the same time, you're not stressed over it. You acknowledge that you have work to do, but at the same time, you're resting in peace. You, you acknowledge that you have work to do, and it's not effortless, but it's sweatless. God gives you wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, understanding. And so you acknowledge that you have work to do, but you're not but you're not doing it by human power, human ability, human strength. You're not earning everything by the sweat of your brow. You are not working to attain anything. You are just walking to receive what God, what Jesus already obtained for you. And so you are walking out what God has already provided. So the message of God's grace doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. As a matter of fact, here's the difference. When God is on you and in you and with you and for you, when God is on you, then watch this. It's not that I don't have to work. I may work harder than I've ever worked in my life. I was talking to one of my mentors and he was asking Isabella and I, we went to a game and he was talking to us. He was like, man, I thought you guys were retired. And, and it's like, well, in, in one sense, we're working harder than we've ever worked in our lives. But then again, our body's not breaking down. We're getting sufficient rest. We're at peace. We have joy. We love it. We get a level of fulfillment. Why? Because we're not the ones that's doing it. So, so when you know that you're working by the grace of God, and you know that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you, you can say what Jesus said in John 14 and 10. It's the Father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. Man, you're working, but you're resting. You're resting, but you're working. And it's all at the same time. The Apostle Paul understood this. He knew that he wasn't even worthy in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He acknowledged he wasn't even worthy to be called an apostle because of what he had done. But, but God called him to, to be an apostle. And then he said this. He said, listen, I worked harder than all the other apostles. But then again, it wasn't me doing it. It was the grace of God through me. He was like, I, I was working, but I was resting because it wasn't me working. I was working, but it wasn't me working. And so I'm working, and, and but, but it's almost like, I, while I'm doing what God has called me to do, it's almost like I'm, I'm the one performing, but I'm the one watching. There's this consciousness that is outside of me that I realize and recognize that I'm merely but an instrument and a vehicle and a channel of all of this. I, there's something that's outside of me that's causing me to realize that I'm not the one that's doing it. And it's bigger than just me. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number three, the life of faith has a rest component. The life of faith has a rest component component. I've taught you before that the highest form of faith is rest. Like, like when you really live by faith, you got to get 
to a place called rest. So to live by faith, true faith, you got to learn how to rest. When you're in faith, you you are also in rest. It's, it's like it's like you know that it hasn't happened yet, but you know that it really kind of already happened in, in eternity. It just hasn't happened in, in time, and it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. And so, so it's like it hasn't happened, but you know that God can't lie, so he has to do it because he showed it to you already. And so you're resting. You receive this supernatural peace. You are rest. Listen, the peace of God is one level, but entering into God's rest, that's another level. So I'm saying like I'm entering into God's rest. When you enter into God's rest, then that's it. Say that's it. As far as you're concerned, it's already done. As far as you're concerned, it's already been provided. As far as you're concerned, it's like past tense. It's past tense of God. It hasn't happened for you yet. But as far as you're concerned, that thing is already done. It's only a matter of time. There's no way I'm not going to get it. There's no way it's not going to happen because God showed it to me and God cannot lie. God is incapable of lying. And so since I'm walking and living by faith and I see what God already destined me for, for, for me to have, and I can see myself in my prayer closet walking in levels and realms and ways and experiencing things, and I see it. I see my children on this level. I see my business on this level. I see my physical body on this level. I see it. So now I just got to go, I have to go get it, but I'm going to go get it. I'm going to put in the work, but I'm not the one that's working as God that's working through me. So I'm working and I'm resting at the same time. Come on, man. I'm teaching better than you're saying amen in the chat. I'm telling you, this is the grace life, but you have to stop stressing. If you're stressing over your life, what are you going to be? What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What, what title am I going to get? Am I going to become a success? Am I going to stop? If you live that way, you're living like a mere human. If, you, if you're stressing, you're not resting. You have to rest so you can not take on the pressure to perform. Once you enter into God's rest, you feel no pressure to perform. Put this in the chat. Say, I have no pressure to perform. Like, like the pressure to perform has no power over me. Like I, I, Once you enter into God's rest, then, then watch this. Here's another thing. The rest of God gives you a peace that empowers you to remain fixed, focused, stable, and consistent. If you want to be consistent, I'm not a lot of things. I'm not the, the strongest, the tallest, the smartest. I'm not. But one of the things I am is consistent. And, and if you want to be consistent, you need the peace of God and you need to enter into God's rest. When you enter into God's rest, you will be fixed and focused and stable and consistent. You will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. But when you don't have peace, when you haven't entered into God's rest, when you are taking on the pressure to perform, when you're living your life like a mere human, it's hard for you to be consistent. Because when you have no peace, you're going to be inconsistent. You're going to be up and down. You're going to be here and there. You're going to be tossed to and fro. But when you have the peace of God, you can be consistent. Say amen to that. Say, I am consistent. I am consistent. Number four, God offers us rest, but you need faith to take God up on the offer. See, God freely offered in Hebrews chapter four and Numbers chapter 13, his people, the rest, his supernatural rest. But some took him up on, on the offer and some did not. And so God is offering you this life, this supernatural life. And if you fail to receive it, if you fail to walk in it, if you fail to tap into God's grace, then you're going to get to heaven. If you're born again, you're still going to go to heaven, but you're going to get to heaven only to realize that you lived your life beneath God's best and it won't be God's fault. If you don't tap into God's rest in faith, you will fail to experience God's rest and it will not be God's fault. The father has done his part. To be clear, God already did everything he needed. He gave, first of all, he sent his son Jesus to die in your place. If you're born again, now he filled you with the spirit. 
He covered you with the blood. He put you in the kingdom. He called you according to his plans and purposes. He gave you the faith. He actually dealt to you the measure of faith that you need. His part is already done. Grace has been provided. Now God is saying, now your part is faith. You have to live by faith to lay hold of my grace. Say amen to that. Number five, and finally, the last thing I'll say uh, for today. You can rest and fight simultaneously. And you will need to understand this in order to become a success. Let's talk about the nation of Israel and what the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter four is actually talking about. He's talking about Numbers 13, Numbers 14. He's talking about how God had offered this land to the, to the Israelites. They're coming out of Egypt and God says to them, listen, hey, Moses, this is what I want you to tell the people. I know they don't know this, but I, there's some land I promised their forefathers to give them some 400 years ago. I had a conversation with a man named Abraham. I told Abraham, see, as far as you can see, you can have, you know, whatever you can see, you can have. Abraham believed God for this parcel of land is it's what we call Israel today. And so there's this land, Canaan, that I'm giving, I'm giving it to you because I promised your forefathers to give it to you some 400 years ago. Now I did tell Abraham because I don't have to wait till Thursday to find out what's going to happen on Thursday. I already told Abraham that he was not going to receive it. His descendants were going to go. There was one of his descendants was going to have favor in Egypt. And then boom, they were all, all his descendants will wind up in Egypt. Then there will come a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. They will fall into slavery. They will be there for 400 years. God told Abraham all this stuff and said, but then, then there's going to come a time where I hear the cry of my people and I'm going to bring them out and I'm going to bring them in. That time is now. The land is yours. Go get it. And they go, and the problem is that as they go, the land is inhabited by giants. Look at me real quick. Let me tell you something. Sometimes what God is giving you, you have to fight for it. Look at me. Sometimes what God is saying, I'm already giving it to you. It's already done. It's already destined for you. I already planned for you to have it. There's, not, there's no way. Like, this is yours. Sometimes what God says is already yours. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to fight for your family, fight for your children, fight for your finances, fight for your health. You're going to have to fight for it. And you fight the fight of faith. When you are living by faith, then you, you are resting and fighting at the same time. Put it in the chat. Say, I am resting and I'm fighting at the same time. You can rest and you can fight at the same time. And so I understand that I have to go get it that there's some things that God has called for me to have, but I have to go get it. I have to have the faith to go get it. I'm a go-getter and I will go get it. I will not get out ahead of God. I'm not going to lag behind God. I'm going to flow in sync with the, in harmony with the Holy Ghost. But whatever he tells me to do, whatever he tells me to go get, I'm going to go get it. And if I have to fight for it, I'm going to fight the fight of faith. But while I'm fighting, I'm resting. And while I'm resting, I'm fighting. Say amen to that. This is the grace life. And it's how we're supposed to live. If you live this way, you're going to get done more than you ever imagined that you would get done, and you won't be stressed out in the process. You're not, not going to be stressed out over your marriage, over your children, over your health, over your career, over your business, none of that. You'll be fighting and resting and resting and fighting at the same time. This is the grace life, and it's how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh, this was good teaching, y'all. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. Mm. As I read and I meditate on Hebrews chapter four, the message of this passage gets down in my spirit. Your rest is possible for me. And from this day forward, it shall be my reality. I learn to enter into your rest 
while I'm pursuing success. As I do, the enemy's attempts to get me into fear, worry, doubt, and unbelief, they will all fail. Not only do I receive deliverance from the enemy, but I also receive deliverance from myself <laughs> and from self-effort. Human effort is not enough, but your grace is always enough. So I need your power to do what you've called me to do, which is why I enter into your rest. Watch this. No more sleepless nights for me. I live in a place called rest. And once I'm there, the world's stress, struggle, and strain have no power over me. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Enter into God's rest so you can stop stressing. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now, right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I like to read the messages, so please write that. So have an amazing day. Enter into God's rest. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you. Mm -hmm.